Can you guys hear it okay? Churches over these exact 
places that the events happen and the churches are um, extremely, extremely beautiful. And I, I hope my mother, I mean, I hope God forgave my mother. Hope she asked for forgiveness for all the candles that she had, had stolen. <laughs> <laughs> In um, the church of the Nativity. And Lord only knows where else. So I'm hoping before she went home that she got that out that you know she stole that school things. She even stole um, a prayer book. I'm telling you, please God, I hope she was there and she But she did. She got to be kind of a cousin. I mean, she felt like this was a holy thing. She wanted to take it home with her. And she didn't feel like they were going to get it to her. She just decided that God wanted to have it. Before um, Sean comes up to, to help me, I've asked him to help me today. And um, um, I had a, a word of knowledge for him last week and his wife even for um, Dave and Kim. And, but anyway, I have to tell you, I've been finding, going through so many things, I'm about 80% done with this house, and some days I think I'm going to bust the last little vessel in my brain. I look and I think, oh my God, I still got to work on that room. But I keep on asking God for help and for strength, strength, strength. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be doing a call. I think they still make it, because I know one thing, when my mom was in need, she, kept, she started out with a teaspoon. And then she just took a swig. <laughs> Maybe she had some other problems. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was psychological or if all that nasty smelling vitamin mix in there really helped or not. But you ever smell it? I mean, it's right. But if it gave me energy, I would be wearing vials of it. But, um, you know, I'm sure many of you have this also. But, um, I keep on, you know, going through, going through papers and this and that. And uh, I'll tell you, take time sometime in your life to just go through your own things so somebody else don't have to do it for you. <laughs> Please. But anyway, other things have been gone through now about six times. But So I, I keep on coming across personal things of, of um, my parents. Unfortunately, Things that my father had that had any value at all were all stolen. And um, I grieve to the place that I've had to, I just have to let it go. But um, I'll find, I'll tell you the things that I found have been more precious than anything my dad bought, you know, that, that spent his hard earned money on. I found one of my, my mother had several Bible boards by her bed. One was always open to James, I believe it's 5 5, all the members of the church, the anointed. And other little Bibles, sometimes, you know, she, she'd carry a, a small Bible in her purse at all times. But finding, my mother was, um, and I really like this, my mother was a journal, a diary person, but not as in having an actual diary. She just wrote on pieces of paper. And then they would, you know, find one here, one there. And um, she liked to write in really sweet, kind of like the old days, where she would start out, well, today is such and such a day. 
and it's sunny outside, and I'm doing this, and then she'd say, well, girl, he's, you know, he's at the hospital with someone. So she always liked to get, you know, what's going on. Maybe I just ate the pie or whatever. But every single passage I found always had something to do with her love for her family. And she said, now I'm praying for candy. Boy, she knew I didn't I found in this little Bible, her name and pride, all the times that she said, oh, I'm praying for candy, Joe and Tiffany. And then she'd say something about us. Oh, Candy's doing this, and I'm so proud of her. And old Tiffany, she just, you know, Joe's house girl. And, and then she always would say, you know, and what, how she felt about the week. And my mother was sick most of my life, so she had a tremendous amount of health problems, and how she would cry out to the Lord. And her writing, like almost a prayer in a way, my mother was praying, was a prayer of necessity. And she would say, Lord, I'm so dependent upon you, and you're so great, and, and how I, I love you, and she'd write. And my mother always wrote at the end, I'll never do this. I can't wait to see you someday, Lord. And, and I'll be going home soon. It could have been, you know, when she was 50, but she wanted to see you. And someday I will see you in heaven. And uh, of course, that's on her tombstone um, about see I will see you all in heaven someday. And isn't that great that we can open up somebody's Bible? And we should be writing those things in our Bible, our own testimony. If Jesus, um, you know, doesn't, I can't think of the word, um, he doesn't come as, as soon as we believe that he would leave the earth and a half. Aries for a while. Wouldn't it be nice to open up something and see that your mother, your father, your friend had a relationship with Jesus? And then to see your name there, that they were praying for you. There's that little Bible and all the Bibles I found. And it was fun. I wanted to tell you, Shannon, to be sure, and I would like to tell you myself, that she had Teddy's phone number. And two other people in the church, three people's names that she felt she was free to tell, that she was safe with them, and that she felt if I call them, they'll love me, and they won't criticize me, or they won't say, Are we praying again for you, or whatever. They were people of encouragement, and she felt I found those people's. Please tell them. Isn't that precious? So, anyway. Go on and on, but praise God for that. And um, I had a word. Um, oh, first of all, I'm going to say something last week. I can't, I, I, if you have any questions about it, feel free to ask me. When God comes on me and I get a word for you, I'm going to tell you this. I've been in the church and been around church space um, all my life and still go through phases. Never, 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 never. Do I want to say anything to you that is in, in that kind of content that isn't from the Lord? I don't want to say something to you that I think or I'm trying to coerce you or do some kind of magic trick so you feel a certain way. 
that would be from the gates of hell. I can't tell you something that isn't from God because it could destroy your body. And church, if I'm telling you something critical. And remember, I got a word one time from Chrissy, and I said, Oh God, please, no, 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 because it was kind of the first I was even hearing these things. And I said, Dear God, if I tell her, if I tell her that, and it doesn't happen now because I'm in, under emotion, it'll destroy her. It'll destroy everyone. And then I went to Chrissy and I said, Your children cause it to kill you. And it did, yeah. So, so I was working with all of you and um, got close to Peggy back here, or maybe not even. I forget where I was standing, but she told me this morning that she was sitting there very worried about her husband, feeling a lot of anxiety. And I looked right at her and I said, do not worry, you know it's over. That's church, people. That's church. And that's what we're going to have as long as until I'm gone. We're going to have church and we're going to hear from God and we're going to know God and we're going to act like we're disciples of him. John, I had a word for him that he's going to have to be working for the Lord. He is not going to be doing construction the rest of his life. I don't believe he's going to be a pastor of the church, but he is going to be in groups of people who need God in a way that he personally knows how to help them. And so I invite my friend Sean, who's going to start working for Jesus. Lay it on us, brother. Lay it on us. I told him he can even get the a preacher little thing. He can be like, then they said, and then they. Well, we'll save that until next week. Okay, start working on that. That's Thank, you. A... Thank you, Candy, everyone. Uh, this is an introduction to Palm Sunday uh, based on the Gospel of John, um, chapters 11:55 through 12:22. You want to jot that down. Starting off, uh, where it says the events are coming to a climax after the raising of Lazarus and the Sanhedrin's decision to kill Jesus, the master and his band retreat to the village of Bethlehem, about 15 miles uh, north northeast of Jerusalem. And now Passover is at hand. When the devout Jews travel to Jerusalem, two opposing forces are about to meet. Jesus, the light of the world, and the world leaders who are intent upon extinguishing the light of Exposes the hypocrisy of the religious observances and their white blindness. And this is uh, looking for Jesus to appear. This is John 11 55 through 57. Uh, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up from the country to Jerusalem for the ceremonial cleansing before Passover. Prior to Passover, people would come into Jerusalem to purify themselves from any uncleanliness. Any kind of ceremonial defilement would make a person ineligible for keeping Passover. Such defilement could be incurred uh, by touching something unclean, such as a dead body, an unclean animal, a grave, etc. Leviticus 7, 20 through 21, and there's several others here that we can go over later. But, uh, sepulchers and graves were whitewashed to identify them so that people wouldn't accidentally touch them at festival time 
to become ceremonially unclean. Uh, particularly those who live in the countryside in contact with Gentiles and unmarked Gentile graves would come early for purification. These purific purification rituals might take several days, uh, Numbers 19-11-12. So many people would arrive at the time of Jerusalem as much as a week ahead of time of the festival to wash in a mikvah for a ritual bath in Jerusalem, such as the Pool of Bethesda or the Pool of Siloam. During this time prior to Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread to follow it, speculation was granted about Jesus and the Jewish leaders' plans to arrest him. They kept looking for Jesus and they stood in the temple area and asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the feast at all? But the chief priests and Pharisees had given orders that if anyone found out where Jesus was, he should report it so that they might arrest him. From uh, John 11 56 through 57. In the face of such a threat, many wondered would Jesus even come to Jerusalem? Mm -hmm. And that is it for that. Thank you. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I want to um, have some things that maybe I want to look at. But I want to paint a picture of what the triumphal entry was, what it means to you and I, and to give you an idea. You know, I gotta tell you, I want to tell you, and I want you to get absorbed in this. The Bible is filled, can y'all hear me? Maybe I'll sit down in a minute, but the Bible is filled with many prophetic things. 500 years prior, to this event, it was already being taught. That's why it's so important that we study and read our Bibles, because there's times even in my own life I go, oh, oh my gosh, how everything correlates. And so it gets to the place that reading all of this, you then see something from something from something from something, and how God has made it very clear to us. When we open up the Bible, let us ask the Holy Spirit to be in our reading, that it's not what I read, that those words pop. Wow. Maybe there'll be a time in your life when you just can't maybe just memorize. I'm not, I can't memorize as well. Maybe I'll be a thief. I'm a great memorizer. I don't want to speak that, but I do have problems with that at this moment. But there will be times when it's so in your soul that in dire situations you can pull from that. You might not be able to say all of it, but yet something you remember. It's over there somewhere. But I know the Lord said he'd never leave me or forsake me. And there's things that we're going to need in our lives that we've got to have pull from something. So Hosanna to the highest. Amen. 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 Jesus came from heaven to be born in a manger. Did all these things according to the word and God's purpose. And he was obedient to the Father, which means we need to. 
and as you listen to his word, and as you study it, you know the devil knows the more you know his word, the more empowerment you're going to get. So when trouble comes, which they do every day, and when discouragement comes and everything comes, he knows the more you know it, the more your book that you're going to defeat him. Amen. Amen. So get that Bible out, have starter a regimen of some kind. And if you're embarrassed to read your Bible at home in front of your family, well, start reading it in the restroom. When you go to the potty, like I said, my daughter, you got potty. So you start reading it somewhere because God knows where to read when he sees and he wants us to become equipped for the battles. So here is Jesus who has been born, who's lived 30 years and starts his ministry. Three years he starts with these disciples in education. The ordinary made him extraordinary. And I want you to know that if it wasn't for these disciples, who would have told them? And they took on the task of following Jesus. One certainly betrayed him, which was a part of the plan. And so because of their intense teaching, and they had many moments of questions like we do, of wondering. But can you imagine sleeping beside Jesus? Eating with Jesus? I thought so many times of like, well, when they were eating the fish that they just got, did they have any seasonings at all in their little bag or something? Just, I'm trying to think about it. Sorry, I don't like to cook that much, but I was thinking about it. Like how they cook that fish. They got the oil, they must have some olive oil in one little pouch, maybe some salt seasonings. Maybe Jesus just had to look at it and eat a of fish. I'll go with that one. Amen? All right, so three years of preparation. He's told him, and he's told him, and he's told him, and he's told him. Oh, that means he's told you and I, honey. He's told us, and he's told us, and he's told us. And should we listen? Sometimes we have to listen to things, don't we? Like we're looking at them, but we ain't hearing it. But um, when Jesus is talking, I don't want to miss it. So he's told them about the upcoming events. He warned them in so many passages. All of this is recorded in the synopsis Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll see a little variation. Um, two of them, I believe, talk about one cult. Two talk about two cults. You know what? It doesn't matter to me. I know my Jesus goes on on one of And I like it, so if God can use a donkey, he must be able to use you and me. What do you think? Remember when I least gave us a little donkey? I still kept that thing. Looks just like me. So I can carry it around and know what I need. But what I can be. And so here is Jesus knowing, and you know, I, this is almost too much for me. When I think that he has done all these things, all these things, all these things, and then he knows that the guy has to be going to Jerusalem. 
what that was like. I know the anxiety I felt in my own life at different times. Jesus was man and God. He still had human, human things. Wonder what it was like when he knew that his eyes had to be set on going to the cross. I cannot fathom it. I don't know if I'm capable. I know all the fears I've had and going through different, you know, through medical procedures and you're kind of scared of this or that. But what would it be like to know that in so many days I would be traveling towards the Savior? And so Jesus had done many things, um, you know, before this uh, Palm Sunday, and he had been at his maybe his best friend's house. Mary and Martha and Lazarus were a place of, of refuge for him who loved them. Of course, we know about how he raised Lazarus from the dead and everything that went in place with that and how he took his time getting there. And of course, we know about Martha and Mary going, you know, hey, why am I doing all the work and you're just doing nothing? And she was doing something. And of course, when this, uh, when the, when the um, beautiful perfume was poured on the feet of Jesus, it was a representation of, of the burial. It could have cost today $50,000. No wonder Jesus was kind of mad, thinking, well, that we could have been keeping in our home. But she gave a great gift, she, which is what we can give to ourselves. So Jesus knows that these things are coming. So he's raised uh, Lazarus from the, from the dead, and one of the big one of the big festivals is happening in Jerusalem. So Jerusalem again, as it was when he was born, was full of activity, and the festivals for the Jews are very important, still important. And so many, many people had to do a lot of things to come and you heard of the purification and what they had to do. So many, 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 many people, 80,000 could have been there. And so Jesus is going to ride in. They, of course, the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were religious, they might have known, and they might have walked around memorizing maybe 661 rules, but they didn't know who he was. And they didn't know it when they were looking at him. And so they want to trap Jesus. They want to kill Jesus. And they weren't too happy about Lazarus either. Jesus and his disciples set out, it's time. It's time that I go to Jerusalem. And so the crowds are really excited about hearing about these miracles. Now you know I am all for going where, the, where God's presence is and having someone that I trust lay hands on me or being in the atmosphere. So you just want to hear, they've heard about, they've seen for so many years or whatever, and it's exciting to see who this person
Now, first of all, Rome was had taken over, you know, their land. How did that feel to have someone living like, say, in your house when you get to visit? But they rule everything. That'd be tough. That would be very difficult how the Jewish people have always been really crushed down. And so they weren't treated right and all the things that, and, and then to have these Pharisees and Sadducees, it was a mixed up time. So they were hoping that Jesus was going to save them from the Romans and from what they were going through. Isn't there a lot of similarities in past Old Testament things where Jesus saved where Moses took them to the, was going to take them to the promised land over and over how they knew someday, someday this God, this Lord would come and they would save them. But they wanted to be saved from the Roman rule and from how they were treated. They liked the miracles. I'm sure there was many followers that followed behind. But isn't it amazing that God himself was manifested in this in Jesus, the Lord, and they did not. And ladies and gentlemen, today in the world, people still do not recognize Jesus. And if you watch very carefully, and I don't think you watch very much, the world doesn't even want Jesus. And you, you just. Uh, You'll know there'll be a time when, you, when being a Christian will be very difficult. There'll be oppression because, as you see, the silence is getting stronger. And the remnant is going to have to raise up. So there probably was people who really wanted to see Jesus and believed it and saw all many, many miracles. And there were some there that just wanted to see whoever the star was come through. And so hoping that this Jesus was going to be, you know, their savior, they came out in thrones. And so here's Jesus riding in on a donkey. Now there's some symbolism there. He rode in, they wanted him to come in on a big stallion which would have meant authority and king and power, and that he would ride in, you know, da 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 and angels would come. I'm not making fun of any of that. And he would have saved them. But hadn't he been trying to save them? Hadn't he been trying to tell them who he was? Doesn't he try to tell you every single day who he was? And you and I make a choice every single day. Wherever we're at, we represent Jesus. And are we silenced by the crowd? Are we there as a spectator? What is our role when we are expecting the king to come? And so, here they are. So you can see, see the throngs, and they're, they're excited, and they're almost in a frenzy, and they're shouting, Hosanna to the highest! As the songs and many other scriptures proclaim, this would happen. 
over and over, people, the Bible says, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. And yes, it was God's will that the king of kings rode in on a humble road. <coughs> that was maybe never written before, that was chosen. What a great job. That was able to have Jesus sit. Well, maybe it was a her. Who knows? Do we know? Who cares? And so the big fanfare, and they take the palms, and, and they rejoice. Hosanna to the highest. Hosanna! Glory be to the king, because they're thinking this is he. And he rose in showing, right in. What did I say? Shows in or something? That was pretty good. Oh, that's two words in one. At least I caught it. Lord help me. He rides in showing peace, humble, humility. And didn't he come like that? Didn't he? So how is it that he's going to ride in to Jerusalem? Couldn't he have came in a different way? But it was God's will that he showed up. And the people rejoiced and, and showed their own honor, whatever the And so the village was prepared for all this to come. But Jesus knew that he was riding in for his last days on this earth as an official. And so, you know, the great thing is that there is going to be one great day. See, I also I want you to know that he came to the to the Mount of Olives. Now, olive trees are not real tall. I mean, they're, you know, maybe taller than I am, maybe not. But they're not real, real tall. And do you know, there today, the Mount of Olives are the same trees that stood there in Jesus. Now, they're kind of gnarly. But I'll tell you what, I was going to see them. And I did. But what's awesome when Jesus returns, he's going to come back to the Mount of Olives, where he went out on his pilgrimage. Isn't that awesome? And get this, because they were so afraid at a certain year, sorry I'm giving you like this, that they sealed the eastern gate of the city walls. And the Bible clearly states that he will burst through them that eastern gate someday when he rides back to Jerusalem. Hallelujah! What the Bible says, what Jesus says he's going to do, he has done, he will do, and he's going to do, and he's doing it right now. So maybe the throngs didn't know Jesus. Maybe some were excited. Maybe they were hoping. And they put their cloaks down in, in honor of a king that would be coming. I was going to put mine down just to know that Jesus walked in. His presence fell on it. Remember how even when the disciples, because of the anointing, when they walked by, just the anointing on them, people were healed? Do you see some of the but let me tell you this, 
as the people were there in all their getting ready for the Passover that reminded them that Jesus spared them. They were in great thankfulness that Jesus spared them as they were leading towards their pilgrimage. So they come every year, and they, the Jewish community still says they come and they do all kinds of purifications in their home, and oh, it's so extreme. But for them, it's what they need to do, saying, thank you, God, for how you protect. So Jesus is, is coming at certain points, right time, right time, right time. You follow me? He wasn't supposed to ride in on, on the great stallion. He wasn't. But this I want to tell you. The throngs that came to see him were some of the same ones on a Friday that said crucify him. I don't think they knew are we so thankful that we can't wait to see, you know, Beyonce or whoever comes? I don't know what person's going to matter. Or whoever comes that we're excited in that frenzy. But then somehow we get all, somebody who we're with starts to say, well, they're not that great. But we don't know in our hearts, we go with the crowd. And ladies and gentlemen, today the crowd of the world is yelling loud. And things are becoming very strong. I can tell you a lot of things are better that will blow your mind. But this I know. Even though Jesus came in on the donkey and he was prepared for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. How he set his eyes. He said, it's time to go to Jerusalem. It's time for this vessel to and how he said in three days, and what they didn't understand about the temple. But he also was saying to them, this great thing that you built, someday won't be here anymore. And again, it was because of disobedience. <coughs> but that same Jesus who came in and we shout, Hosanna, because if we had been in that crowd, would we have known who Jesus was? And we could have shouted, Hosanna. The king has come. He will overcome whatever it is I need to have overcome. He's able to do anything at any time. I have a cat that has cancer for the second time in this tumor on his head. And I'm going to tell you, every second I see that little booger, I put my either my hand on its head, which it doesn't like, or I say in the name of Jesus, that tumor, you come off. I'm going to see that thing fall right off. And I'm just going to flush it down the toilet. That's what I know my God can do. So we have got to be real people of God knowing who don't go with the crowd or what anybody else says. We say, Hosanna to the highest, for he is the king. And the exciting thing is, as he prepared everything, even the palms had significance. Even the cloaks had significance. Even how he came from the Mount of Olives, from his best friend's house. Everything is set in perfection when it comes to Jesus. 
if we do what he wants us to do, it'll always be right. And that's what we've got to do. We set our eyes upon the city. That's one of my favorite things to do. In all, in the desert walk or whatever, I'm going towards the city, I say, my eyes have been set on the city of God. Even though I might, things are dark or whatever, in the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, we're going to be hard for Jesus. My eyes, you see, can see a light in the distance. And no matter what I'm going through and how I'm feeling, I was sicker than a dog getting ready for church today, and I'm going to say, Tiffany, you can do it. And I said, no, I'm going. I feel greater. Amen! Amen. So I have my eyes on the city. I can see the lights of heaven. You see, even though Jesus' eyes was on the throne, and how he cried even beforehand. He looked over the city and he cried. Jesus cried. Because he knew the city, what would happen, and his people, he knew what would happen in their hearts. Please don't let us be a people who are shouting Hosanna one minute and say crucify the next. Let us be a people of praise and worship. And don't let anyone ever, ever make you not praise him. Because, see, Sunday is coming. Isn't it great? Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. When he will then rise from the grave. And that means everything is changed. And there's one of I heard my grandfather back there. Could, could go get on this? Uh, he could jump right over and jump right back. I am not going to do it. <laughs> and you know I do some crazy things, but that's when I'm going to just, I'll practice. But Jesus came in for the Passover for the people that he was preparing. But this is great because when Jesus does come back after. Lord, help him, whatever the problem is, in the name of Jesus, we lift up. If you go right now and get in comfort, touch body, whatever is going on, Lord, you go to that house right now and you minister to the Lord. Amen. That's what we got to do. But when Jesus comes back after the seven-year tribulation, Jesus comes back on the white horse. Amen. So for those who were thinking he should be coming in as the king, let me tell you, he's coming back as the king of kings, Lord of lords, on a white stallion that's got to be the biggest beautiful sport you ever saw. And he will go to Mount, to the Mount of Olives. Maybe he'll touch one of his trees. And then he's going to burst through that gate says, nobody can contain the Lord of Lords. Amen? Amen. So isn't it great to know that he was, he's, he died, but he said that I will be back. And that's the main thing that we need to know today. That he came in, the throng celebrated him, thought he would redeem them from what, what they were going through. They didn't realize that he still could redeem them. Even if the Romans were there, he still could control it all. 
because he is in charge. We just need to go from the mask and to be with us. And we need to quit letting the world tell us what to do, how to act, and what to believe. We gotta stand for Jesus, and I'll take my palm branch anywhere and just shake it till I know there's no need for my kid. Amen? And someday when he comes back, we who are with him will also come back with him and we will reign for a thousand years. I'd love to tell you everything that you're going to go through in life. But praise God today. And in Jerusalem, of course, there's seven uh, hours ahead. I, don't, I can tell you the weather. I have it on my phone. I want to know what's going on in Jerusalem all the time. Because someday we're going to look there. Did you know that? When heaven, when heaven comes down and this earth is all new, heaven and I will be up there, we're going to be down here. In the new Jerusalem. We, the peace people of God, in the city of God. Isn't it interesting that Jerusalem, that Israel is in the middle of the whole world? God has set up everything. And that's why I told you before that the world hates Israel. A little town. Bigger, no bigger than New Jersey. Why they hate those poor little people? Because, you know why? Because our souls don't, the darkness, and, and the dark doesn't like the light. So praise God, Jesus did come forth. He rode in. He still was majesty even on his donkey one. Well, his mama rode in on a donkey. So he rode in on his own, but he's coming back on a big stallion for you and I as king of kings. But today, we say, Hosanna, because of what our master, our Lord, our Savior was going to do. Among the people might say, they beat the Friday, and I would have been trying to find a way out. I'm not going to lie to you in any way, shape, or form. Couldn't have done it. But he was pain as his majesty. And of course, what they put on top of his, of his king of kings as they mocked him. And he allowed himself to be mocked. But he knew who he was. Let us know who he is. Let's never be ashamed when someone says, Do you know Jesus? Yes. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my heir. Anything. Never be ashamed with your palm branch and rejoice that Jesus paid it all. So we celebrate his coming in on Palm Sunday and what his week was going to be like. And he did it for you. Amen. I don't deserve it. Nothing in my life worthy to forgive Jesus for go through what he went through. And the times that I love him and then I question him and then I'm in and I'm out and I'm out and in, huh? I want to stand strong and let's say right now together, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. He is my Lord and King. Amen? Amen. Take a palm branch and shake it in your car 
Go home and shake it to your loved one who should be here that we're going to pray for. Just shake it. And if you're kind of mad at somebody, not really. You just shake it in their face. Just give them some Holy Ghost. Say, Holy Ghost in the morning. Hallelujah. Who's there? How come I come up with such good stuff? Praise his holy name. Praise him. Praise him. Let's just right now take a couple minutes just to thank him for who he is. Lord, I want to thank you that you came on this Palm Sunday in Jerusalem as you left your best friend's house. And everything that went on, all the miracles, all the teachings, and you told your little band of real ordinary folk like you and I, like us, Lord. And you had your eyes upon the city. You came in on this lowly donkey. You didn't need any big pomp and circumstance, but and, and, and you were king of kings even if you had crawled in. But Lord, you showed up, and I want to say we thank you, God, and thank you for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday. Thank you, God. We know who you are. And we would have been in the crowd screaming as loud as we could. Hosanna, King and King. I would have wanted you just to look my way. The sun is coming. But we cannot be kept in the grave. We will celebrate next Sunday with everything that we have because of Calvary, because of today, because of all the events, but because you rose from the grave. I can have all true life, and I can go to heaven and be with you for eternity. Amen. Praise God. I'm sorry I didn't read from any of my notes that I had prepared. But I did write down if God can use a donkey to keep his ass. That's another important thing. But I just 